Hello, and welcome to the Moncast, where we compare Pokemon and Digimon. I'm Stevie, and today I'm joined by Quinn. Howdy! The current score is 1918 to Digimon, and this time we'll be discussing the 38th episodes, Foul Play, and A Very Digi Christmas. We recommend watching the episodes before you listen any further, but you do you. And of course, a big thank you to our fantastic patrons for supporting the show. If you want to join them, you'll gain early access to the uncut versions of the episodes, a week ahead of the edited versions. And we are still, like, just shy of and maybe uh, a special every month on a film or game or something. The first one being on Digimon the Movie. So, give it a look. You Let's start off with Foul Play. God, that song gets me every time. I've started going to the effort of listening to the intros because it is a good song. Yeah, so this one feels... It's such a weird episode, but I kind of like it. I like it too. It does start on the the sour note, as usual, of the narrator going, We're on the way to Goldenrod City. Yeah, I think we get there soon, don't we? We are four episodes off, I believe. Wow, that's a long way still. I've been on the way to Goldenrod City for months and months, regardless of how many breaks we've taken in making this podcast. But we're nearly there. Yep, yep, coming along. So yeah, this this episode is about shiny hunting. It is. They don't acknowledge that it's a shiny, but it is a shiny Noctowl. Noctowl's cool. Feels kind of OP, and I'm sure that Noctowl's going to get nerfed, like, immediately. Well, of course. It's being trained by Ash. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, so the star of the episode is this shiny Noctowl, which is smaller than most Noctowls, but it's shiny and smart, so it balances out. Yep, yep. Then we meet a Dr. Wiseman. It's, the, it's one of the worst names. It's really bad. Dr. Wiseman. Just, really? That's that's the best you could come up with for, let's have a smart character. Who is not very smart. He's really dumb. He, he tells us how smart he is, but it's very not obvious, especially when he gets repeatedly outsmarted by a wily Coyote-level intelligence. It's not even that. This Noctile has one thing it does, which is hypnotize. Yeah. That's it. You literally just don't look at it while you're doing your, your trap or your capturing or whatever, and you, you're golden. Mm-hmm. His ultra-secret plan of use a mirror. Use a mirror. It it does nearly work, to be fair. And that That's true. That's true. But then he does still get hypnotized and picks up a rock. I, I really appreciated the uh, Ash trying to pick up a rock Pikachu. That was funny. Just, yes. Just seeing Ash make a fool of himself without it being his fault is a refreshing change. It feels super unethical that this Pokemon just clearly does not want to be caught, and Ash is just like, yeah, I'm gonna do it anyway. Pokemon. What Pokemon does want to be caught, really? I mean, I feel like about half of Ash's captures go, yeah, okay, I'm just coming with you now. They all have to be won over in the first place, to be fair. He has to do something that benefits them, like, saving their life. But, I mean, Ash just, like, straight up goes, I'm gonna throw a Pokeball at it while it doesn't see me coming. That's how I'm gonna win. Well, that's just because Ash is a bad catcher of Pokemon. <laughs> that's true. 
You didn't even get its health down to the bed first. Yeah, the the whole plan of attack is battle we can capture. Ash always just goes, I'm going to try capturing first just in case I get lucky because I'm the protagonist. I think that worked with a Magikarp once. It's sad when it works because it's like, that was an opportunity to show how Pokemon works and didn't do it. But it, it fails because this Noctowl's too smirked. I, I am a big fan of uh, of Noctowl Gundam. Yes. Team Rocket is so good in the episode. They clearly took out a mortgage on this thing. They straight up bought it. They didn't rent it or loan it or build it themselves. They bought this Noctowl mech with giant balloons. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. And it's got so many protective coatings on it, apparently, and cup holders. I love that it has cup holders. Oh, God. Even though they don't have cups, <laughs> they have the holders. Get into the robot, Meowth, or James will have to do it again. I think the best thing, though, is that after they reveal the Noctile mech, that's where Meowth goes, I will use it to capture Noctile after this commercial break. Yes, oh my God. Fourth wall broken. I love it. Meowth is so good. Pretty much always Team Rocket that breaks the fourth wall. They've done it before, like, referencing that we have to fill the half hour. And stuff like that. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Ah, uh, Team Rocket. I love oh, them so much. I love them. We got a good old classic Team Rocket motto as well. Yes. Why are they so good doing the same thing every time, and yet Ash and Co are so bad doing the same thing every time? It doesn't make sense, but that's how it works. Yeah. I also love that they just call them goody-goody lectures. We don't have time for your goody-goody lectures. We're very evil. Rules of honor do not apply to us. <laughs> I mean, valid, valid. It is. They do good, evil, villainy things. All for the boss. Actually trying to catch a rare Pokemon because it is a shiny Noctowl. Yeah, like, this This plan actually makes sense. They don't even try to catch Pikachu this time. Yeah, they're just like, we want the shiny burp. Honestly, it's a shame that the Noctowl robot was not also shiny. Missed opportunity. Uh it had a weird colour scheme. It was like sort of red and black. But it looked very menacing. I was into it. Then I, I have to give the actual plan of the, the heating and cooling was actually pretty clever. It it was pretty clever. I did predict it as soon as Totodile and Cynical were thrown out at the same time. I mean yes, but as Pokemon goes, it was a, a little bit more interesting a solution than just Pikachu hit them with a thunderbolt. Yeah, it was, let's heat it up, then cool it down, and then hit it with Thunderbolt. So it added more steps. I did like that Noctowl was the one to orchestrate the whole thing, just be like, wow, this is a smart Pokemon. Mm -hmm. This Pokemon is smarter than Ash. It's smarter than everyone else in the episode, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Best character. (laughs) I hope Noctowl continues to be good, because Ash captures it. I think maybe the single funniest line in the entire episode is uh, is Wiseman being like, how dare you try to use a contrived machine to capture a Pokemon? <laughs> and just, nobody even calls him on that. Just after he's tried to use a contrived machine to capture the Pokemon. Honestly, Pokemon's just built on hypocrisy. It really is. The entire world runs on it. There's no consistency anywhere. If someone calls you out for doing something bad, they've almost certainly done it themselves, like, ten minutes prior. Just like the real world. <laughs> so yeah, not not a whole lot to this episode, but it was cute, and there was lots of hypnosis. Which, you know, is somebody's fetish. Why did you have to say that? Now I'm thinking bad thoughts. But I do want to give some credit where it's due to both Ash and 
Dr. Wise Guy. Ash is actually pretty smart in his battle with Noctowl telling Pikachu to shut its eyes and listen for the, the wing beats, because that's adaptive thinking. That is fairly clever. By Ash's standards, it's ridiculously smart. Good job there, and just fair dues to Dr. Wiseman for just letting Ash have his turn, because he just failed so many times. <laughs> She's like, I've had my go. I moved to this cabin in the woods to try to catch this one specific Pokemon full-time. <laughs> but I failed, so I-, I guess you can do it. Go on, have a go. But now... Ash finally has six Pokemon in his team again. <laughs> he previously only had five, for however many episodes it's been. And they were all starters. Why did he leave so many of his Pokemon behind? Because he's a bad Pokemon trainer. Okay. That's pretty much it. <laughs> um, at one point, he took Heracross out of his team so he could get a Tauros. And then he sent Tauros back and just left Heracross at the lab anyway. So he's, he's only had five Pokemon with him for several episodes now. And they are all just starters. And it's so bad, but now he has a bird again. It's not a very good team. It's a very bad team. None of them are evolved except now for Noctowl. And Noctowl's just a bird. A psychic bird? It's still normal flying type, though. It doesn't have the psychic typing. Huh. I did not know that. That's weird. It, it's basically just a worse Pidgeot. He, he got rid of Pidgeot at some point. So it's just a step back to where he should have already been. Yeah, I'm like, you, you could just have Charizard with you. Oh, he's got rid of Charizard. I don't really remember why. Training in the mountains or something? Yeah, training in the mountains with other bigger Charizard. Uh, Squirtle's also gone to rejoin the Squirtle squad. Well, that's at least valid. They've gone to fight fires, is what they're doing. Nice, nice. Also, Squirtle in sunglasses, always the best Squirtle. That is true. But Ash's team, just he's just reduced it to starters, and now he's got just a bird again and it's like it's good that he's captured something because he's really bad at capturing things for a pokemon master he really is it, it is just gotta catch a few that is his philosophy i'm still glad he caught something because it means that this episode wasn't entirely pointless yeah technically not filler yes it is not filler because of the capture that's literally the only reason yeah I'm pretty certain almost all of the non-filler episodes of Pokemon so far have been capture episodes. See, the capture or gym battle, those are like the only reasons. I mean, in fairness, those are pretty much the only things that make up a Pokemon episode not filler. That is true. But there's still so much filler. Oh my god, so much filler. But he did capture Pokemon. Yay. But overall, I thought it was a pretty... Pretty solid episode. It was a very entertaining episode, if for no other reason than the mecha. Yes. Team Rocket just made the episode. Plus, Ash caught a Pokemon, which is always good to see, because it so rarely happens. I wish they did more of the actual Pokemon stuff. What happened to Krabby? Didn't Ash have a Krabby that evolved? He used it in, like, his first tournament thingy? I know he caught a Krabby. I don't know when it evolved. Evolved in the tournament. We, we probably never made it to the tournament. Oh, fair enough. Because after 54 episodes, we cut forward a series. Valid. So it's literally just we do a fast forward episode where we just read the Wikipedia to summarize. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. And Noctowl is good. Indeed. So let's move on to a very late Digi Christmas. Here we go! <laughs> I actually watched a Christmas film last night. Forgetting that this was the next episode. So it was just sheer coincidence. I'm now in a Christmassy mood in early February. Fair enough. I uh, I had friends over and we watched the Steven Universe movie, which was 
fun since a couple of people had never seen any Steven Universe before. I've not seen any Steven Universe, and I've heard good things. You would enjoy it a lot. It's a very queer show. I'm watching Archer still, so I'm set for TV cartoon things for a while. So yeah, this uh, this Digimon. We're going to do a lot of shipping in one episode. We did like one ship. Nah, there's, there's three. There's maybe 30 seconds of actual shipping content. Mm, disagree, disagree. Okay, because first, they're like, hey, you should try to kiss Garomon under mistletoe at, at Ken's party, because Ken is throwing a Christmas party, which is cute. That's barely a ship, because it's like Vimon and Gatomon, and they're not real characters. They're just the Digimon. <laughs> There's also some Ken Hikari right at the end, where Davis gets real mad, because Hikari's like, wow, you have a cute smile. <laughs> oh my god. Which, honestly, is maybe the most character interaction they've ever had. It probably is. The only other shipping moment was Sora and Tai outside of the venue for Matt's concert. Yeah, the the very infamous Tai gets completely just owned. Yes, he gets destroyed emotionally. I want to say physically, but it, it wasn't. Sadly, no. No, Sora just destroys him and of all the fans who absolutely wanted Goggle Boy to get the girl. She still blushes when he approaches. I mean, she's at least kind of into both of them, but, you know, it was it was pre-Polly being an acceptable thing. It's so bad. Also, Matt's gay, so it's not gonna work out. Yeah, he has the crest of friendship, not the crest of romance. Get wrecked, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's let's talk about this episode in a little bit more chronological order. Um, no, screw chronology. <laughs> we don't need it. Uh, fair enough. The The Christmas party is cute. I wish they'd actually gotten to have a real party. Yeah, instead of just hanging out in a bedroom, whatever it was they did. Ken and Iori get a vaguely cute moment where they're like, hey, we don't hate each other. Yeah, that was awkward. A little bit. Extremely. The introduction just... Made me cringe a lot, and there was some real lazy animation with those dark spires, and they literally just have a panning shot shaking up and down, being like, whoa, this is animation, guys. <laughs> Look at it. I love the picture of the of the dark tower next to the Statue of Liberty. Yes. That will never not entertain me. Also, as, as a Christmas present for Mimi, we're going to send Palmon to downtown US of A. <laughs> you know, that very real place. Why did you pick up on that line and love it so much? Because it's just so dumb. It's the worst. To be fair, Cody is the one with the crest of knowledge. <laughs> Sorry, the digi-egg of knowledge. Yeah, which is kind of- Pikachu. Because it's absolutely Miyako's. Yes. Or Yoli's, whatever you want to call it. Eh, yeah. I'm not going to learn new names, okay? That's fair. But yes, she she's the computer programmer who really likes hanging out with Izzy. But no, no, let's give it to this kind of dumb kid. That's because girls aren't smart. Well, I think it's literally just they did not want to give a girl a boy's crest, which is real stupid. That is really just dumb. Yeah. Shout out to her amazing peacoat. She has really good chaste in, in winter wear. I forget what it looks like. Is it dark red? Yeah. I do quite like that they have different outfits while they're in the real world now. Yes. Just it, for a bit of variety. It's nice. It's brief, but they absolutely needed that. Ty has a pretty good weird blue and yellow dog coat thingy. It's so weird, but I kind of dig it. I think my favorite outfit was probably Izzy's, just with, like the green sort of Parker hoodie thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, new outfit's good. 
that's um, my favorite show, Card Cafe Sakura, is is in part my favorite because just every character changes clothes every day. That's pretty cool. And that's like such a weirdly rare thing because, you know, animators want to save money. Yeah, they just want to use the same design every time just because it's easier. But the new clothes are cool because the, the real people, of course, they have more than one outfit to wear. <laughs> I appreciate that they brought back some of the uh, the characters from the TV station from, from the previous thing, who were just like, oh my god, it's monsters again. Oh no, our ratings are gonna go up. They're gonna go up, but only if we survive. Yes. There's just like one guy who's super like, excited and voiced really well, and the other guy's just like, I have been dubbed real bad. But we're, we're, we're talking around the absolute best part of this episode, which is Matt's horrible, horrible concert. I turn around, I see what's behind me. I turn back around, I can see what's ahead. Oh god, it's so bad. It's so, so bad, it's so good. Musically, it's a fairly competent boy band song, but the lyrics are just the dumbest thing. I think my favorite thing is that the last line of the chorus is just suggesting that he's been stalking his poor woman. Right, if you don't believe I've been here all along, just turn around. I've been right behind you the entire time. <laughs> Are you uncomfortable yet? Well, and they, they have to start with him talking about how, you know, you've got a boy and a girl, because we need to confirm that Matt is clearly straight, even though, I mean, come on. But they are under a tree, so anything could happen under a tree. It's easy to mistake things. You might even have to spell out the particular verb they go for. <laughs> I turn around. Oh, God. <laughs> it's literally... I think maybe the just dumbest line is, even though you may think this is the way to be, it may not always be that way. <laughs> Why uh, is this the most valid episode of Digimon? It's, it's like, because it's one of the few episodes where characters actually talk a little bit about feelings. And then Matt's just like, I turn around. <laughs> uh, we also need a brief shot of June having absolutely no chance. With just June on bridge with presumably her mom? Yeah, I assume so. Or something, a random friend. I forget if June is aware of Davis's Digimon escapades. I think so. I don't know if she knows specifically, but she's definitely been like, yeah, I absolutely know you're not going camping, but I'll keep you secret if you make that go on a date with me. Something like that. It's really odd. I do want to point out that they're just straight up going to commute, riding the Digimon through the sea, and apparently no one's going to see them doing this. Sometimes you just gotta ride your Digimon across town. I mean, it is convenient with the, the giant wolf boy things. Yeah, yeah, plus most of them can fly, which really does get you around some traffic. It's cool. I like it. I also appreciate that they skipped the Armitage evolutions, because if they didn't, yes. I would have to kill someone, <laughs> namely myself. There are so many evolutions in this one. Even with the split screens, they then have to de-digivolve the armor once to DNA digivolve all three of them. Yep. Four. Yeah, plus we get the old puns. So many. <laughs> just why? Silty Mob does one attack. <laughs> I think they all just do one thing. Yes, it's it's not good. There's more digivolving than fighting. It's bad. It's just real bad. The only real good thing in that fight is definitely just Izzy's contribution of, let's just 
Yeah, let's just forcefully emigrate them back to the Digiworlds. I mean, honestly, I've, there are a lot worse plans. And this way they don't have to kill them, which, spoiler, is quickly going to become a thing. Thank Kazoolong Monferenzi. He's a good boy. I haven't got that many other notes. The only stuff I've got is that Oikawa is the creepiest character I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I appreciate that uh, if you're paying close attention, spoilers for people who are watching this for the first time, he has Vandimon's theme song. Does he? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> That's real bad. I just want to know how he knows Matt and TK's mum personally already. I don't know anything about his backstory, because it's been so long since I've watched this. He doesn't have much of one, but apparently he pretended to be a journalist eight years ago, and just kind of vaguely established a relationship with her. Just, why would anyone trust him? He's so creepy. He's such a creep. And he wears a bright purple coat. He's also like eight feet tall. Good people don't wear bright purple coats. Wow, I've been called out. Okay, good sickly pale people <laughs> don't wear bright purple coats. He just looks evil. Yeah, he's got the the long black unruly hair, which Ken previously also had. Yeah, he just showed up at Ken's funeral. You know, like you do. Ken, when was Ken's funeral? Oh, uh, Sam, rather. Ken's brothers. Oh. Yeah, you know, when Ken died. I'm so lost. I also forgot that Arukenimon and Momimon can just come to the real world. Because, like, she... She did hide out as a, a spoopy lady for a little bit in the real world. I forgot that happened earlier. Yeah, that's why they both have vaguely human-looking second forms. Yeah, it still doesn't explain why they use them in the digital world every once in a while, but I think they said like they have to digivolve to the Digimon forms, so it's weird. I don't remember that, but I'll take your word for it. I think it, it might might get explained later. Well, they, they have, they, I know they have Oikawa's DNA somehow. I remember Whatever that, that means. From this point on, I've only seen these episodes maybe once before, so I've forgotten most of it. Oh, that's fair. Okay, there's, like, just a couple more things worth mentioning. Ken's mom starts getting emotional, and she's so happy she started to cry, and then she's like, quick, think sad thoughts to stop crying. It's like, no, that's not how it works. She's so good, I love her, and she needs more screen time. She is the best. I love her so much. She's just so wholesome. She's so wholesome. Just quick, think sad thoughts. She's like, aww. She's so goals. And also, Kari receives a phone call from Ty and immediately thinks that something must be wrong. I mean, the last time Ty called her was to say, hey, there's a nuclear missile coming. Does that just mean that Ty only ever calls her in case of Digimon disaster emergency times? That makes him a really bad brother. We really don't see them interact unless there's, you know, some world saving that needs to happen. They share a bedroom! <laughs> Which is a separate problem. I assume they do anyway, because the bunk bed is still installed. That's fair, and uh, yeah, they definitely haven't moved, so presumably if they had another bedroom, they would have done that a while ago. Also, I really hope Kari just becomes a professional rapper with how quick that Christmas story just comes off the top of her head. Also, can I point out how gay it is that she's specifically talks about the Lee's tushy. <laughs> yes. Just saying. Also says the wrong name for, for Cody's Digimon. Calling it Oopman, but it's like the, the baby version. But I, I suppose she isn't psychic and doesn't know exactly what form it's in. So we'll let her get away with it. I thought Oopman was the baby version. No, Oopman is the in-training, but it digivolves from Subumon, which is the one we saw. Huh, okay, fair enough. 
I don't know why they go all the way back down to the like fresh baby forms after DNA evolving. It's something about being in the real world taking a bunch of energy or something. They kind of establish it. I mean, it's an excuse to see Superman, who is very cute, and also Peruruman, who's just like little pink blob bird. I, I think we're gonna change that rule in the next few episodes where we get some more uh, King Longman time. Peruruman is so cute. Uh, yes, yes. It is, looks like Motiman fell flat on its face, and then just someone put a little fortune cookie in front of it. <laughs> Tokoman still has status as just scariest little mother- Pikachu! But he's still the best! Ev- oh, he's why great! Why does everyone- But those teeth! Why does everyone think that the teeth are so dangerous? It's Tokoman! He's so cute! Yes. I don't care if he has dangerous teeth. Eh, fair. I'm not saying he's not cute, he's just also scary. He can be two things. Why does everyone have to point out the teeth every time? Why can he not just be cute? Because the teeth are still there. But it's so cute. <laughs> Stop ripping on his teeth. Moving on. Is this episode filler? Distinctly not. Yeah, I guess it's not filler because things are happening in the real world now. Yeah, we, we establish the, the Dark Towers are coming through and we're just starting the world tour arc. Yes, we get three episodes of that. And I think they're the next ones. Yeah, I believe so. Um, and they're they're good episodes. Or at least very soon coming up. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure it's been a while. And overall thoughts? Definitely a good episode. I like these so- a little bit slower paced ones. I wish there had been less time spent on evolution. More time spent on Matt's amazing song. Honestly, give, give me a minute of just Ty being absolutely destroyed. <laughs> Like, he handles it well, but also, like, give me some indication he actually really cares and isn't just like, oh, well, anyway. It's like, he's had this crush going on for, like, eight years, and he finally tried to ask her out. And he just gets stomped on. Yeah. His, his poor heart absolutely destroyed. Oh, um, I'm hopefully maybe going on a date with your best friend. <laughs> oh, so, so savage. Oof, oof. I think... Back in season one, it was Sora's crest of love interest, but it's now become Sora's crest of love triangle instead. Yeah. Whereas Matt, as far as I can tell, is never shown to have any interest in her. Nope. But I definitely... Here's the thing I want to do. Just find a shot of Ty looking dead inside, and just have Turnaround playing over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to make. I, I think we need to make that into a tweet, yes. <laughs> I will do it. Okay, for the good. YouTube. Matt's not even interested and he's still screwing Ty over. <laughs> Just turn around, Ty. What a great friend. Oh, God. But also, you know, just turn around is just him singing to Ty. So yeah, this episode was okay. I was pretty into it. Now it's time for Mono Mono, where we attempt to compare these episodes by arguing over trivial things. So first things first, who is our monster of the week? Knocked Owl. Only one that really shined here. Because <laughs> it's a shiny Pokemon. Yeah. I got it. It actually wasn't an intentional pun, but I'll take credit for it anyway. You did it. Can I say that my monster of the week is Matt for writing such an awful song? Yes. Okay, I'll go with Matt. Actually, yeah, I'm going to switch my vote to Matt. <laughs> just who would write? An- just Obviously, an astronaut writes that song. <laughs> No! No, why? <laughs> See, now I'm just picturing Matt on the moon. On Mars. No, he, he goes to the moon first, or like, some, I don't know, whatever. 
He's looking at the surface of the planet. He starts seeing. I turn around. <laughs> turns around to see the Earth. <laughs> Alright, I, w- I want to replace the Neil Armstrong footage, but with Matt's face. And instead of one small step for man, it's I turn around. Why? This song's so funny. <laughs> uh, worst protagonist? Oh, I went with Davis for, for being insistent about his crush on Kari, even though Kari's shown no interest whatsoever. Yeah, well, and she's, she makes a point of being like, oh, you're exactly like my brother, and no, I'm not into incest. What the hell? What, what the hell? Why aren't you into incest? <laughs> I mean, that's clearly Daisuke's only move here. Ash was decent, and he caught a Pokemon, and was good in battle. Davis, meanwhile, was still just Davis. I'm will- I'm almost willing to say worst protagonist is TK for just doing absolutely nothing this entire episode. That is true. He contributed literally nothing, except having Patamon there with him. Definitely a plus, but uh, uh, you know, I really put that more as as Patamon's contribution, being Patamon. But sadly, we can't have Patamon without TK. Yeah, that's just the way it is. I've come to terms with it. Fair enough. Favorite human people or favorite characters? I went for Izzy because he's just good boy. I'm gonna give it to Ken for being like vulnerable. Alternatively, Ken's mom. <gasps> Ken's mom. Oh, I forgot about Ken's mom. Or Ken's mum. Whatever you want to call her. I don't think she has a name. It's just Ken's mum. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, but then there was the random woman at Ken's mum's work that called Ken and just had a nice chat with him. She was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. She was a good character. They're good women, Brant. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sticking with Izzy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Ken. The the emotional vulnerability of actually inviting people to his party. That that got me. He was just so awkward, though. Yes, and that spoke to me. No, I shouldn't invite people. They'll just hate me. But he was an evil villain. He was extremely confident. What happens? The, the evil and confidence were both a direct result of mind control. Why can't he not be good and confident? He gets there a little bit. This was an important first step. It is sad that his party was ruined. Yeah, yeah. Why did they not just go, hey, we should have a New Year's party instead of, we'll definitely come back for Christmas next year. Or just, like, go back to your party now. I don't know. It was late. They all have bedtimes. I suppose. Which storyline was better? Digimon. Yes. Uh, Pokemon's was... Just the usual filler Pokemon. It was above average, but it still was simple. Just filler character, filler Pokemon, Team Rocket, battle, and then catch Pokemon at the end. I'm going to use the same reasoning for best episode being Digimon as well. Mm. See, I'm 50-50, because Ash did catch Pokemon. And on the other hand, Matt turned around. (laughs) So, hmm... I, I gotta tell you, the only episode where they ever play this song makes it the best. No, it, I think it was briefly played earlier in the series as well, I think. No, no, that was um, I Walk on the Edge. Are you sure? Yep, he only has two songs. I could have sworn there's like a shot from the stage where they're singing I Turn Around earlier in the series. Mm, if so, I've forgotten it, but maybe you're right. It's quite early on, but it has been a while since I've seen it. But I could have sworn it came up before this. Either way, we need more of Matt's band. Yeah, Matt's band is good. So instead of doing the, the sequel to Try, they should just do a series about Matt's band. Just make it like a a road trip documentary or something. Exactly, I'd be so into that. That'd be cool. But the bus never gets anywhere because it keeps just turning around. <laughs> it's such a bad joke. I love it.
it would be fine if it didn't literally include I turn around, I can see what's behind me. I turn back around and I can see what's ahead. What, why is that line? Why, why would someone write this? Just talking about seeing things. <laughs> yes, yes, that is, that is in fact 360 degrees. Okay, okay. Well, Pokemon did finally involve something you could call progress. Digimon was just more fun with the song in it, and it had some interesting character dynamics, I guess, with the love triangle stuff and Ken getting involved and all that stuff. Yeah, we're we're working up to next episodes. Hey, so we really need to talk to the other kids about the fact that they're gonna have to kill some dudes. So even though neither episode was filler, we're gonna give the points to Digimon this time. Alright. That does make the score 2018 to Digimon. Next time, we'll be discussing the 39th episodes, Forest Grumps, I'm so happy, and Draymond Power. If you want to talk about today's episodes, you can reach us on Twitter, via email, and in the Moncast Discord. And you can support the show via Patreon to gain access to the Moncast Uncut. Of course, a big thank you to Quinn for turning around with me today. Where can the people find you? They can find me on Twitter, at RealYubico. And if they turn around, will they still find you on Twitter? Um... Doubtful. What about if they turn around again? Well, then they'd be back where they started, so probably. Sounds like a plan. They might have to refresh the page. I refresh the page. I can see the exact same thing. Oh, God. All the links are in the show notes. If I've made a YouTube video of Ty looking dead inside, I'll link that as well. But thank you so much for listening, and until next time, bye-bye. Bye. I turn around, I can see what's behind me. After around, I can, I can see more to her. Any excuse for more turnaround. <laughs> it's so bad. I love it. It's the best. And I double-checked my outro music list already, just to make sure I've not used it in the main episode. And I've not, Excellent. so I can use it. I'm, I'm almost certain that it's been used in a special at some point for outro music. That, that's but fine. We'll use it again. Yeah, more and again, again. Yeah, it's just the outro from now on. <laughs> just make it the intro as well. Yes. I'm actually also going to do that. Also, over the entire podcast. <laughs> just have it looping as, like, bed music the whole the whole episode. Uh, oh my god, that would be so distracting. Honestly, I, th- I think that's our April 1st idea. Just a special that, episode oh that is just that song looping for an hour. <laughs> Can you send it to me again? I seem to have deleted it from this computer. But how have you t- taken notes and just made them... Oh, I don't. I don't actually take notes. I just make things up as I go along. Everything I know is a lie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Apologies for any sound on my mic. My cat has decided that she needs to come over and just repeatedly bite me. <laughs> but why? It's just kind of her thing. She's she's a very aggressive little cat. That's so mean. Why is she biting you? She just she just really enjoys biting. But she can bite things that don't feel pain, surely. Uh, she seems to enjoy it a lot more when when people feel pain. <laughs> I have a very sadist little cat.
<laughs> Apparently so. Oh no. <laughs> Do we need to wait for Yumi to finish biting, or should we just carry on? We're just going to have to carry on because she doesn't finish biting. I need to watch the last episode of The Good Place. It came out, like, a couple of days ago, and uh should be a good I one. To, I need to watch it as well, but it's, like, 54 minutes long. So both me and my housemate have been watching it. Yeah, need fair, to be fair. awake for 54 minutes straight. So we're struggling to find the time. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Okay, let me breathe for a sec. Valid, valid. <laughs> I turn around, I can see what's behind me. <laughs> oh, don't sing that while I've water in my mouth. <laughs> I don't want to spit water everywhere. Fair all, enough. I, all I can see in my head now is just Ty looking dead ahead. Just around like, it's just like, why is that so funny to me? <laughs> it's just such a bad... Like wannabe end sync song. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna have to make that. <laughs>